Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Kiss Means means Forever. forever. (laughs) One day we'll get that. (laughs) This is the podcast that talks about all of the things that jingle and jangle and twinkle and sparkle at Christmas time and all of the things that leave you colder than four feet of snow in all your favorite made-for-TV romances. We're talking about the things that you find on Lifetime, Hallmark, Netflix, and a bunch of other places that we talk about sometimes. (laughs) Uh, So to kick off Christmas in July, because this is coming out July 1st. Um, we have a special guest with us today. The specialist. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so we want to welcome Rachel from the Hallmarkies podcast on to One Kiss Means Forever. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> We're this so is- happy you could join us. Yeah, that, that you've been on our show a couple of times, and so it only uh, it was right that I returned the favor to come on your show. <laughs> yes, and to talk about one of my faves. I'm so excited. Yeah, we 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 picked this one in honor of you because we've actually spoken to you about this movie before. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're honored to have you here talking about it. Actually, well, so thank, thank you so much. You. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. Christmas in July. There's something special about watching Christmas movies off season. Do you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I will watch. I, I, I'm, I'll watch them at any point throughout the year. And I'm Jewish. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, there's something escapist about it. Mm-hmm. It really is. Absolutely. Sure. It's relaxing. <laughs> well, we're going to bring this full circle because I do believe that we our first uh, interaction on your show was for Christmas in July. So we're super stoked to have you here for um, Christmas in July with us to kick things yeah. off. Yeah, uh, yeah, we did uh, our top three uh, favorite Hallmark movies, Christmas movies. That that was a tall order, <laughs> right? That was that was difficult, uh, but we did it. It was um, really fun. And uh, I, this one, I believe, came up, and it, we didn't really talk about it because it was a lifetime and not a hallmark. That's true. Yeah. Um, which is why it didn't make the list, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the lifetime movie, Twinkle All the Way, that we're going to talk about today. Um, and it originally aired on November 23rd, 2019. Um, and this is just the little synopsis that Lifetime puts out with this movie. To pull off a spectacular Christmas-themed wedding at the exclusive Snowview Lodge, wedding planner Cadence Clark joins forces with Henry Harrison, co-owner of a family-run Christmas decoration and house lighting company. Cadence and Henry, both single parents of young daughters, grow closer as they contribute to each other's projects. Cadence with the wedding and Henry with his high-profile client, Mrs. Sutton, and her annual VIP Christmas Eve party. However, a snowstorm threatens to wreak havoc on the wedding. But with help from Henry, family, and some holiday magic, Cadence may just be able to pull off the wedding and perhaps fall in love along the way. And it stars Sarah Drew, Ryan McPartland, uh, and uh, special guest Leslie Ann Warren. Who needs her own shout out? She sure does. <laughs> hey, if you're Miss Scarlet, you get your own shout out. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Cadence Clark, played by Sarah Drew, is a wedding planner and single mother to Mary. 
Um, she gets everything done by following her motto of organize and prioritize. She is currently working on an old friend's wedding, which has just been moved to Christmas Eve. Yikes. And has taken on sets for Mary's school Christmas pageant, like you do in like PTA type fashion. But Cadence is a professional and can handle it all. The other parent assigned to the Christmas pageant sets is Henry Harrison, played by Ryan McPartland. He absolutely loves Christmas and Christmas time and has much more laid back approach to life. He's a painter, but he also runs a holiday home decorating business called Twinkle All the Way with his brother Lex and his mother, who is conveniently named Twinkle. <laughs> Played by Leslie Ann Warren. And his mother is also helping him with his daughter, Ruthie, since he is also a single parent. With completely different styles, Cadence and Henry initially clash, like you do. But when Cadence arrives home that evening, she finds her neighbors have hired Henry's company to decorate their yard, and she is very impressed. When she visits their warehouse the next morning to pick out a sleigh for the pageant, she's even more surprised, as Henry's way of seeing the world is letting her live in the moment a little bit more. So Twinkle All the Way, the business, has gotten a big decoration account for like this huge holiday party uh, of the season. And while they're very excited about it, it's a lot of work and very stressful and basically is a make or break for the company. Like, if this goes well, in the black. If it goes bad, close up shop. Uh, so the party is also on Christmas Eve, just like Cadence's wedding that she's planning. So that night is going to be huge for both of them professionally. And Santa. <laughs> yes, I guess it is also <laughs> Santa's biggest professional <laughs> night. <laughs> So Henry and Cadence meet up at the elementary school to paint the sets. Cadence doesn't think of herself as an artistic type, so decides Henry should do the actual painting. Henry, of course, thinks everyone has an inner artist and insists that Cadence paint too. In order to help her, he lets her practice, he lets her practice painting on his shirt, which is a lot cuter than you think because she makes a little winter landscape and um, that gives her enough confidence to paint the sets too. So Ruthie and Mary, the two little girls, have decided to basically become best friends, uh, um, you know, as children do. Yes. Um, and like now that their parents are hanging out, essentially want to hang out together more as well. Uh, they insist on a hot chocolate play date that evening. Very pushy children. <laughs> so Henry and Ruthie come over to Cadence and Mary's. And while the girls make a fort in Mary's room, the adults make hot chocolate. And they visit the Christmas village that Henry made next door and have a moment when Henry gives Cadence a frame containing her shirt landscape so that she cute. made. Sparks are flying for sure. Yes, all over the place. <laughs> After their evening, Henry forgets his scarf and Cadence goes to the warehouse to return it. Henry is not in as he's over at the party location having a bit of a freak out, uh, but Twinkle is there. And when she and Cadence sit down for coffee, 
Twinkle gets a bit lightheaded and like passes out and they have to go to the hospital. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, while it turns out to be nothing serious, Twinkle is now prescribed rest, which means that she can't help with the party and there's no help coming from her end of things. And um, it's at the hospital that Cadence hears Henry say that he's going to be more focused on work and less on like the sparks flying between them. So like womp, womp, womp. Yeah. Over here, don't talk about it, you know. The, yeah. The, the whole thing that we all know. Yeah. So that same night is the night of the Christmas pageant at the school, which goes great. The children are on point. But now Cadence is acting pretty cold towards Henry, which she doesn't understand because he doesn't know that she overheard him. Uh, but since they both have work things to focus on, he doesn't really press her on it. He's like, I got to focus on this party. And, like, she's busy and whatever. I can't. And so they, they're they both, like, sad that the other one, like, they're not having their relationship go anywhere right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's commenting on it and noticing it. But, you know, they're both having their mental fears pop up. And it's keeping them from communicating. Right. Like you do. Like you do. So Christmas Eve morning, everyone awakes to four feet of snow. Uh-oh! And a blizzard warning. There's a storm coming, but it's here. Um, so Cadence rushes towards the wedding venue to make sure that they keep everything open. And um, there's like this one bridge that leads to the lodge and whatever. She wants to make sure that the bridge stays open. But the weather is so bad that the, that bridge to the lodge and the lodge itself are both shut down by the city. So, like, wedding venue completely off, out of her control. Yeah, there's and, nothing she can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if but does she take responsibility for it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because that's when you do when you're a perfectionist. Um, but then to top things off, Cadence's car gets stuck in the snow. Um, and that is just, like, the last straw. So what should be a big career-making day is turning into a disaster. Yes. So in a bind... Cadence calls Henry to come get her. You know, he told her she doesn't ask for enough help. So she's like, I'm asking for help. And he, of course, drops everything to come to her aid because he loves her. Um, But when they're both safe in his truck, uh, they hear that the power is going out all over their town city. I'm I'm not sure how big it is. Uh, And everyone needs to go to the elementary school as an emergency shelter. So now both of their projects are screwed. There's no party. There's no wedding. But everybody is is at least safe. Yes, which is important. So at the elementary school, Cadence learns that her wedding clients actually met at that exact elementary school in sixth grade. In fact, like, you know, he said uh, he wore a tuxedo back in sixth grade and they had a dance. So it's kind of cute that... um, he would have been wearing a tuxedo that day. What? So Cadence comes up with a plan. So using the sets from the play, the items Henry had with him for the party, and their joint ingenuity, and hold the wedding there that night. Um, and everyone is on board, including the socialite they were planning the party for. And she gets to claim um, someone got married at one of her parties. I just really love this idea of, like, instead of sitting cold and scared, why don't we just, like, Make something cool out of it and have a fun time. (laughs) 
So working together, Henry and Cadence pull off this wedding. All the people in the elementary school that night attend. Twinkle officiates because uh, she, you know, did one of those online officiation-y thingies. <laughs> Henry even goes above and beyond by creating the missing four-tiered wedding cake out of ice cream sandwiches from the cafeteria and painting the view that they would have had at the lodge if the lodge had been open and it had been light outside and a lot of it, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it is um, this magical view. Yeah, the magical there. view. Um, Cadence is incredibly grateful and realizes that Henry did everything out of love for her. So she grabs him and kisses him. And since one, one kiss, kiss means, means forever. Their families immediately go into celebrating Christmas together. And my guess is we'll have another Christmas wedding the following year. Twinkle all the way to the altar. <laughs> hey Woohoo! So, I feel like, you know, we've sort of uh, given away our hand a little bit in uh, telling people what we think about this movie in general. But <laughs> um, we are just going to jump right into the uh, things that are either crazy or we need to talk about or just favorite parts. Favorite parts. Things that stick out. <laughs> <laughs> things that make us go WTF or aww. <laughs> Hannah, would you like to uh, feed us the first one and then maybe Rachel can go next and we'll start it off. Okay, so something I really need to deep dive into for my own mental health, I suppose, (laughs) in this movie is this snowstorm. This snowstorm, I understand that it's required for the movie. Sure, no problem. First of all, it's four feet of snow, which is a a child, not even a small child, a like decently aged child amount of snow it's almost a me (laughs) it's so much snow so how did a organized person like cadence not check the weather and nobody saw this on any radar nobody knew this was coming this there was no contingency plan for this i'm very confused i mean like (laughs) i feel like that's it's yeah, you're right. Usually we kind of get the there's a storm a come in and a little bit of whatever, but she did order snow. True, but she, she did not order, order this amount much. of snow. <laughs> yeah, I mean no, I mean it's true. It's definitely a, a little bit of a plot hole with 4 feet. I mean, I don't know why they had to go that far. I guess they really wanted it to seem like something she couldn't uh overcome uh somehow. Mm. Uh, or that it wouldn't be able to be plowed or whatever in time. But, yeah, that's like a state of emergency at, at four feet of snow. Uh, when to you, be fair, they you, they do actually essentially do a state of emergency yeah. when they yeah. send everybody close. to the elementary school. Yeah, they close the bridge and <laughs> and everything like that. And it's it's fair. It is kind of bonkers. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, she had been getting pretty distracted by... Uh, are pretty uh, Ryan McPartland, so maybe that's why she was a little off. Of she game. just forgot. Yeah, maybe that's why I would be distracted for sure. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I I love Sarah Drew in this role. I mean, she had two major wins for me with this, and then before this, even better, is Christmas Pen Pals, Mm -hmm. um, which I absolutely adore and love. And um, I think she is just so likable. And uh, even in a movie that I was less thrilled with, Christmas in Vienna, like she just gives Mm -hmm. such a warm... Uh, presence to her characters and and evidently that's not the way she is on Grey's Anatomy I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy years and years ago but (laughs) I just love her in these movies she's such a great fit for these films I think agreed yeah if it's if she's in it I know I can trust it Mm -hmm. kind of yeah Yeah. extent well she does elevate the script to an extent so like for something like Christmas in Vienna where it relied very heavily yeah. on it being in Vienna. Um, <laughs> right. Like, it's, you know, it definitely made it more enjoyable to have somebody like her in it. Yeah. And I kind of want to pair Ryan McPartland with that sort of, too. Because, like, I, so this was actually my introduction to Ryan McPartland because I didn't get into Chuck until, like, pandemic binging. Uh-huh. Um, and and I thought, like, I'm like, who is this guy? He is a Ken doll. He's so, like, excited. And I know that was – that that's in the script. He's supposed to be overly exuberant. But I was almost like, whoa, dang. But then when I saw him as Captain Awesome on Chuck, I, I was like, oh, this is just who he's good at. And then when I rewatched Twinkle All the Way, I was like, he's kind of calm in this. <laughs> yeah. But what a dream boat. <laughs> yeah, he's so great in this. He's so warm. And they have such great chemistry, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to have a lot more to say about that chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, normally I'm not a big fan of weddings in these movies because the bridezillas and just, I don't know, the pettiness and, and a lot of that. But this, I just absolutely love this wedding. And I love her, Avery. I think she's so great. And I there's so many great moments like the view. We'll talk more about that. Yeah. But the bells are so great. And I I just love the community in the sense of of we're going to make this happen and it's going to be a wonderful event for everybody uh, and yeah they have to do some major controversies to get that to that point where that has to happen but it's just done so well that I'm fine with it you know yeah. Avery is like she has a few bridezilla tendencies at points but she she never hits that for me no. And I think that's also part of it. Like, really, anybody who's willing to, like, get married in an elementary school during, like, a blackout, yeah. like, in order to be married on the, you know, and have the anniversary that they want, like, you're clearly not, like, it's not quite as precious to you as No, she's just like, let's do it. <laughs> let's go for it. And then it yeah. ends up being amazing. Right. Like, she has uh, her priorities. Her priority was, like, I want the... Uh, Christmas Eve anniversary and I want to be married to this person right the rest is nice Mm -hmm. but the fact that she was like had had a different wedding date and was like sorry Cadence can we push it up a little bit because we want to get married on Christmas Eve that's fine right (laughs) that was I think my only like bridezilla moment with her was just pulling that out with a week or two away or however long it was I can't remember well and it is probably unrealistic that you think of all the different pieces that would have to go into planning a wedding and like that, that would all the, that that would all get kind of canceled and what would go on with that? Like, what are they Mm going to do with the cake that would have been made? 
the the food that would yeah. be made, all that stuff is all is I don't know. It's very jarring when Cadence is just sort of like, yeah, we can make this happen without checking with anyone. Yeah, who is yeah. Invo- it's like, is the space available? Do you know? Like, <laughs> do you have access to these calendars? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not the most realistic thing, and they probably would just in the end in real life uh, just move it. Uh, you know, a couple of days. As opposed to, uh, as opposed to doing it in elementary school, but again, yeah. it just works for the moment and just makes oh, such yeah. a sweet uh, sense of community. And uh, I, it, it just gives her so many great moments. I, I do yeah. I, also that wedding is more realistic than I uh, would have imagined it would mm-hmm. be in the way. Like I, when I was rewatching it, I was like, you know, these are like you know, people who are fleeing a snowstorm. And I noticed, like, the extras are dressed in street clothes in that wedding. Like, they are not dressed up. And I was like, yes, good job. Right. And all of the the lights and everything they all got from the North Pole. Yeah. Right. So that they've done. So that kind of makes sense there as well. Yeah. Yeah, Everything actually fits. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I really love the way that they, the the writer put the scene together where they're both, Cadence and um, Henry are on the phone at the same time saying the same thing about each perspective event. Like, you know, oh, no, go, this is canceled. We got to go to the elementary school. Oh, no, this is canceled. We got to go to the elementary school. And they, like, need the same thing. So the fact that it comes mm-hmm. together in such a cute way, I think is just really cute and sweet. Yeah. And- yeah. And this Lovely. was written by the director and his wife, director Brian Herslinger and his wife, Megan. And, and then, then their daughter's in. Yeah, clearly their <laughs> adorable little girl oh. is in it. <laughs> she's so she, cute. Like, could teach a class on being cute. Yeah, like, geez, like every moment she's on the screen, I'm like, are, are you like a professor of adorable? Like, it's so unfair. <laughs> yeah, she clearly knows exactly how cute she is. Yeah, um, both yeah. of the little girls in this oh, are adorable. They're so cute. Yeah, I I agree. Though the the one thing, it's it's the weirdest thing. I, every time I saw Mary, I was like, she does not look like a Mary to me. I don't <laughs> like it's, it's wrong. She's not a Mary. And then like her real name, I forget it's what is I- it. Isla. Isla. Uh, right. And I'm like, oh, of course, because she looks exactly like an Isla. <laughs> like it, I was thinking like Erin. You know, like I was like, yeah, she's she's got an Irish looking face like give her an irish name <laughs> well what did you think speaking of, of weird names what did you think of leslie ann warren being twinkle well um i feel like if anybody in in the world would be named twinkle it'd be someone like leslie ann warren yeah um she just kind of has that little that little um goal, like twinkle about her she just does she just there's every time i feel like i've besides miss scarlet which is probably her most like like grounded kind of femme fatale sort of role every Mm -hmm. other thing i see her in she's kind of bubbly and like what yeah (laughs) i'm sweet and cute and (laughs) (laughs) exactly she was cinderella right yeah yeah that's true the one thing i will say about twinkle is and leslie and warren's just like flawlessness as an actress she had so much subtext throughout this entire movie that I almost wonder if there is a story that we missed 
that wasn't like didn't make it into the the final cut. Um, like, there's like a lot of emotion happening during scenes that we just don't address. That I'm like, I want to know more about you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's true well and they they have her like pass out at that one point which was kind of like what is happening is there a, yeah. a backstory here does she have some kind of medical problems yeah. going on right like right Sh- should we be more concerned yeah 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 they're like it's just dehydration and i was like that was kind of a big uh twist that did we need it did we not who knows that was that was pretty intense yeah. but even like there's like the moment at the end where she's like looking at the families getting together and there's like a, this this look of joy but also sadness as mm-hmm. if she's missing something or missing someone or like her heart has been broken and I'm, I'm like I want to know about that. Yeah, I wonder if the line got cut or something cuz cuz her spouse is gone. Mm-hmm. So right. maybe there's some backstory there or something. I don't know. But you also got the impression that it's possible that she like single parented for a while she said she was mm-hmm. a single mother yeah yeah her spouse is gone but has been for a very long time i wonder if it's santa <laughs> <laughs> you just want it to be santa. i could i could believe that i could because like when when ryan mcpartland like gives the the card and says like I'm in Christmas. Like, I fully expected this to be, like, a, I'm the son of Santa kind of situation. <laughs> um, but obviously they didn't go there, and thank goodness, because we'd have a completely different movie, and I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. Um, but, like, okay, I'm going to just yeah. pretend that that's the backstory. <laughs> I can see it. I mean, they 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 evidently are able to make a pretty good living just doing Christmas displays, so... Well, they do Christmas displays, but he also paints houses, I believe, and his oh, brother's yeah. an electrician. So they have, oh. like, secondary incomes. I miss that, I guess. And if and if the Sutton party doesn't go off, then they've got to close up shop um, pretty, <laughs> like, at least that's the, yeah, the plot. Yeah, someone's got to pay for that warehouse. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, wow. like, w- there's space. Like, it's it's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think I want to work through it in my head because I just have questions about it because I want it to be real, but I also don't think it's practically possible. I want to talk about the mechanism in the backyard with the presence because I want to know inside how it works. (laughs) So they, they have this thing that you pull a lever and a box flies up and then it comes out as a wrapped present. Are there presents in it? Is that the same box? Is there wrapped presents and it just swaps out? Do you have to replace the boxes? Do you feed it toilet uh, uh, wrapping paper? <laughs> Who is responsible for putting all of this in? I I just yeah. I was just like how many times can this go through before it doesn't work anymore and the magic is gone? <laughs> Completely. Oh my gosh. I had the same thought. I spent so much time being like, but what if it didn't work anymore? Well, I also think it's funny at the beginning when he's like, so you want to see the North Pole? And she's like, no, I got to go. I've got to get ready for, you know, get the daughter down for nap or whatever. And I'm like, would you really say that? I mean, you're sitting here in front of this like amazing winter wonderland. You're like, yeah, I'll pass. Like, what? (laughs) No, I don't think so. And apparently it only takes seven minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, 
I, I love that was actually one of my favorite moments in the movie. Um, and I, I think probably one of my last like moments I wanted to touch on was so they're having this like hot chocolate play date that oh. they needed right then. It's and the they're they're like, okay, it's almost ready. It's ready, girls. And they're like, we need seven more minutes. And they're like, what do we do with seven minutes? And I know my brain went to like eighth grade time in the closet, like seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> and, I, and especially because they've had like, you know, some kind of really like close moments. They're definitely like looking at each other with those eyes. And that's where my, like my head and my heart went was like, yep. what can they do? But then they're like, we're going to go to the North Pole for these seven minutes. Yeah. Though I also believe like children, that's something a child would absolutely do if just be like, I need this really random number. It's like, because an adult would say 10 minutes or five minutes. Right. But like a child would absolutely say seven. Yes. That's the number that I'm going with. They absolutely would. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, but they got to have time to build that fort and everything. I mean, those yeah. kids are really good fort builders. They I are. I, I, that was one thing. Like, how did they get the igloo top like so high up without adult help but isn't that like a dream fort it's so cute rachel i think you need to describe it for the listeners just in case they have gosh, how do you describe it it's like a um uh they have like a sheer sheer cloth like a chiffon or whatever uh that's um with tons of twinkle lights and then pillows on the floor and it's just like the perfect little cozy hangout fort you know what it kind of reminds me of in some ways is um in what is it the holiday it's the holiday thank you hannah yeah um (laughs) the little fort that that cameron diaz and jude law and the kids are in yeah Yeah. it's like very similar to that fort is forts are like dream life oh yeah didn't you just love that as a kid trying to put together forts forts all, all about forts yeah and the and, and it was funny how the the hot cocoa cups changed from being full to being empty to being full. Again. <laughs> Shh, don't think about that. <laughs> but it's so fun. I want a hot cocoa party so bad with a. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, hot cocoa dates are happening. Um, you know that that's what we'll do when you come out to New York. Right? Yes, we'll, we'll we'll have a hot cocoa date. We'll like go to what serendipity or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a date. <laughs> I've been in New York seventeen years. This this I've been seventeen years this month, and I've never been to serendipity. So please help oh me gosh. cross that well, off. Well, there's my such a long list. line. Yeah, it's it's. It's intense. I think I've been once. Standing in line is a New Yorker's favorite thing to do. I think I read an article about that once. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. what we do. <laughs> it's just what we do. Uh, uh, so, I, yes. Yeah, I don't know. There's just so many cute scenes in this movie. And oh, like so I said, many. I think the whole cast had really great chemistry. Everyone felt like a family. And I actually, we got to interview, uh, we did a group interview with the director, Brian Herslinger, and my, Ryan McFarlane, and Sarah Drew, and yeah. that was unbelievable. That was uh, 2019, and it was I so listened to it fun. the other day, just yeah. to prep for this podcast, Yeah, and other people should go listen to it, too. Absolutely. One of my favorites, and it seemed like they had a great time together. And it shows. I like it when it shows when you can tell that the people who are making the movie genuinely have a good time. Because when you when your two leads and 
everybody around that they have terrible chemistry it shows oh yeah um so like i think that's maybe one of the reasons we enjoy it and it really gives you those christmas bumps is because they are having <laughs> so much fun mm-hmm. yes exactly yeah and i don't know how it took this long to come up with the idea of christmas bumps right like, that was so brilliant so it's, good it's goosebumps but for christmas yeah christmas bumps <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Hallmark Hallmarks. This is our segment where we talk about all of our, the tropes, all of the things we see from movie to movie. Even though this is Lifetime, we're still going to call it Hallmark Hallmarks because it just is perfect. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm going to start us because we have not one but two precocious children. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we and that's do. my favorite. They're so cute. They're so cute. And just when when she finds out that uh, that that Mary's coming, and she just is like. You could have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> right. You gotta get gotta get the food. And the PB and J's a snack. Like yeah. we're gonna go out for more oh, yeah. PB and J's. I'm like, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and it's immediately and, after breakfast. <laughs> yeah. And and also the two of them when they're performing, oh how cute. When yeah. they're both elves. And Mary's gonna make a great elf. <laughs> she looks like an elf. They all look like elves. Yeah. So cute. That's a good one. Uh, for a trope, I, I've got to go with the hot widower. Yes. you got to love. Uh, I don't know where all the hot widowers are hanging out because there's certainly a ton of them in Hallmark movies. And uh, and it's just, it makes it so inherently likable. And you have that whole scene where he's saying, I won the lottery and I can't win the lottery. Uh, and, and the brother... I, well, you can enter. Enter again. Don't be afraid to enter the lottery again. <laughs> yeah. That whole scene was great. Yeah. Can't win if you don't play. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a pairing where one person is type A and the other person is laid back. And it creates conflict, but also a teaching moment. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. They have what the other needs. Yeah. <laughs> where are we going to get a sleigh? <laughs> I have yeah. this. Um, speaking of kind of being temperamental the way that they like needed to be and being opposites, but helping each other. Um, I, I wrote, since he's like a painter, we have the ever so popular standing behind someone to teach them a task because he stands behind her to teach her to paint. And when we have cooking, we call it stand spooning because they generally are like kneading something or baking cookies. But right now they're just kind of nuzzling. Yeah. yeah, the cozy coziness I I always love. It's cozy, sexy teaching. Yes, <laughs> it's so good. Where are those teachers at? <laughs> also, I mean, just you have the wedding planner slash party planner, and usually that's a sign of oh, this movie's gonna be really boring. But they make <laughs> they make it work in this one so well. I think so. I any agree. trope can be done well, and this is an example of that. So I true. agree. Any trope can be done well. It often isn't, but it can mm-hmm. be. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, another trope is that a job that shouldn't be sustainable as a full-time job <laughs> yeah. is somehow a full-time job. And I sure. mean that for all of them. I mean, yes, uh, there is some, like, the this Christmas house decorating thing is not a full-time job. It's a seasonal job. But it's... It shouldn't bring in really any money, really, when yeah, we, when we think work. about it. And her party planning, like, 
I just don't think there's enough people to make this a sustainable career in this place. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't believe it. (laughs) It Well, and they also love in these movies, they have the man with many jobs. Mm -hmm. It's like the ultimate contrast to the bad men of business who's only focused on business, business, business. And so you have the man with that. He he has many, many, many jobs. He's like good at everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Like a great example of this is in um, a Christmas at Angel Falls or whatever, the, um, mm-hmm. the angel one mm-hmm. that Paul Green in that movie is like the ultimate man with many jobs. He, he does everything. Yeah. That. He's yeah. like a plumber, electrician, works at the toy store. Uh, he's helping the <laughs> community. Like he seriously has like five, six jobs. By the end of it. And, and Ryan McFarlane in this, he has a little bit of that where he's like the painter, he's the you know mm-hmm. designer, he's the, he, he can do all these different things. And, and that's just your ultimate, like I said, contrast between like your sort of evil businessman. You yeah. can't focus on anything but work. And it's a good way of having the lovers bump into each other constantly. Because uh-huh. if they're, they're yeah. in multiple places, it's always a, you're here again. What's going on? Right. <laughs> Easy when they have multiple jobs. Yep. It's true. Um, because generally they don't have time for love. And that's something that comes up at the end when she overhears and, well, that's another trope, uh, overhears and doesn't want to check in about it um, when he, like she just assumes that he doesn't have time for her and she doesn't have time for him. We don't have time for each other because we're just so busy with Christmas Eve because Christmas <laughs> Eve is forever. Mm-hmm. Um, right yeah. we can't put off our relationship for a whole two days <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they're both scared and she's scared because she got burned yes yeah by her ex and so she's she's a little timid but yeah understandably so yeah yeah but when she sees that view that yeah that's the final and all the bells thing. yes oh the bells. I love this. Uh, my last one is we have a signature necklace. She is Yay. wearing the same necklace in every scene. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> I, I have I have one or two more. Rachel, do you have any other tropes that you've noticed that you noticed in this one? Uh, no, those are the main. I people forced to work together. That's a trope. <laughs> that sure is. So. Um, my my last one, I'm going to thank Bad Christmas Movie Bingo for this one because we've got CGI snow up the wazoo oh, yeah. uh, a lot. Um, and then <laughs> one of my favorites is when they say at some point in the movie, well, someone once told me, and then they quote that quote back to the same person who told it to them. Like, uh, I think at one point they go like, you know, someone once told me to organize and prioritize or something like that. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite things and... It's always dumb, and they always do it in the most cheesy spot, but there you go. Yeah, the digital snow was pretty bad, but what are you going to yes. do? Well, they it's needed the four feet way. of it. How? Are, what else are they going to do? It's yeah. not, <laughs> that's not coming naturally very often. No. <laughs> not enough soap suds for that. Right. Uh, so, Pretty Parade. Is there anything that jumped out at you as, like, specifically beautiful? I just think the whole <laughs> view... And he gives her her view is the best. It's so beautiful and so sweet. And I don't know, such a great moment. Yeah. It's, it's really one of the few things where I'm like, that's genuinely different than most of like, that's not something that was expected is when that view comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
the whole wedding I think is gorgeous and really well done. And uh, then also, I think the North Pole is really fun. Yeah, a little over the top uh, with the presents and stuff like that. But yeah. it's pretty fun Christmas magic, I would say. <laughs> For sure. Um, we talked about the uh, the igloo, like the Christmas magic. That I mean, mm-hmm. you get me at twink- you, you have me at Twinkle Lights. So with this movie being Twinkle all the way, I'm done. Um, yeah. Ryan McPartland is my pretty parade. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Fantastic. He's done Hallmark movies in the past. He did the one with Aaron Krakow. Uh, yeah. Which is pretty uh, cute, Chance actually. It's yeah, like kind of bonkers, yeah, it's but... probably her best movie. Yeah, I um, would agree. Yeah. <laughs> and that that was basically my, what I had for Pretty pretty Parade. Yes. Awesome. The view was the best part. Love it. Well, I just, I, I want to call out in a positive way. Um, like, we need to be better about putting these beautiful redheaded actresses in these green jewel tones. They often do, but they often don't. And they, I, they need to just like embrace how good it looks. <laughs> yeah. Her dress. She looks beautiful. <laughs> like, please give me more of that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, her, like she was wearing a, a jewel tone sweater at the beginning. And I was just like, Yep. This. Yep. This is exactly yeah. correct. You are, you're right. Um, and then I just, to add on to the, the igloo fort thing, um, just all of Mary's room. I was like, this is the room I wish I had as a child. Yeah. Because I didn't have it, but I, I wish I did. <laughs> I was never tidy enough to have that room, even oh, if I tried. <laughs> Um, so the next segment that we have is our across the universe. So things that um, seem to follow through movies that uh, we that remind us of them or our weird connections. Yeah. Did you have any, Katie? I have two. Okay, because I they're have not one. Very important. I yeah, they're not very important, but I I have one that I was I was still proud of. <laughs> okay. Um, how about you, Rachel? Did you have any that came to mind? I just wrote that Sarah Drew is the best. I mean, yeah. she's just a delight. <laughs> Whatever she's in, she's so great. And uh, I I just love her. I think she's wonderful. And Christmas Pen Pals, if you haven't seen it. It's it's a fun it's one. It's so good. It's I absolutely love it. Yeah. So. I think you can find it on Amazon right now. Oh, really? I, I still I haven't so. seen it. So, like. It's just such a great idea. Uh, to me, uh, uh, this idea of everybody in a town exchanging letters at Christmas and following a bunch of the little stories. And I told the writer, Carly Smale, that she, that she should do, it should be like an anthology. It's like every yeah, year, every year you they get do... new letters yeah. and new, it would be so cute. It would, it, it, I, it would be a, like a version of Evergreen. I feel like that. They oh could yeah. Get, but better. Yeah. But better. better. Yeah. Better. A hundred percent. And uh, it's got Michael Gross in it. Who's great. It's got Cardi Wong in it. Who's great. Totally. It's uh, it's yeah. an Almater. It's super swoonworthy in it. It's my favorite of his. Mm. It is Chef's Kiss. Yes. Um. So my first across the universe is it's not it's very weak, but there was a moment when like the kids are being um, summoned away with PB and J's when they first go to uh, the warehouse. Um. 
Twinkle says something along the lines of like, so let's go through the candy cane forest, through Tinsel Tunnel, up the stairs and have more PB&Js. But that made me really think of like through the land of swirly twirly gumdrops. And then I walk through the Lincoln Tunnel. And so I'm like, <laughs> elf Christmas magic. That's what made me think of it. So I felt like that was like a universal nod. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a... It, it does connect to a Hallmark movie, but I'm going with that anyway. Um, these magic last-minute cake fixes. Oh, my God, Hannah. Where <laughs> – is this okay. your other one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, where these men are insanely creative and make tiered le- wedding cakes or, or special occasion cakes out of – Random dessert they find, they like find or have childhood so, treats. <laughs> so in this movie, where uh, Ryan McPartland makes a four-tiered wedding cake out of ice cream sandwiches he finds in the freezer of the elementary school, which awesome, yay! Like yes. I'm yeah, adorable. no no notes. <laughs> and then um, in. Surprised by love, uh, Paul Campbell makes an entire tiered cake for the party out of Twinkies that he has in his car. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Yep. <laughs> I, I had a, a feeling that that one was also was going to be yours, Hannah. So I did my other one first because I'm like, I think we might be on the same page with this one. <laughs> Both are genius ideas. So, yes. Like, right. Not know. <laughs> oh. Just very fortunate that they have to have both of those things right, right. Right? ready to go. Completely. I mean, there's a small Be part prepared. of me that's like thinking about Ryan McPartland unwrapping all of those uh, ice cream sandwiches <laughs> after having painted this beautiful mural. <laughs> right. Time, don't think about the time. No. The time is... Uh, well, Ryan McPartland sh- is now a Hallmark woman who has all the time in the world. Like... <laughs> Right, time is not an issue. Never. There are more than 24 hours in a day. And everyone has all the money. It's fine. Um, That was great. So, Mm -hmm. new and noteworthy? Well, at the time, the ending of this movie with the the gay couple having a kiss, that was actually a pretty big deal. I have that as one of mine as well. You're absolutely right. And it was just so effortless and, and just natural and everything. And I also think having Leslie Ann Warren definitely elevated this movie as far as like just gave it some uh, some buzz, yeah. I guess you might say, uh, for for mm-hmm. her to be Twinkle in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I think those two things were probably the most noteworthy about it. I, I definitely had the, the, the gay brother um, and, and having it be just a natural like relation, mar- like marriage of people in love. That was mm-hmm. one of mine, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but my other one, my other new and noteworthy is I think it's not very often that we get two people who clearly are sexually attracted to each other. Like that, that they want to mm-hmm. get like the, the looks on their faces and that kind of like mm-hmm. tension and chemistry. I feel like we don't really often get that in like Hallmark movies. I mean, I know this is Lifetime, but... I, I, I liked that they didn't shy away from that. Like, they're two grown adult people that are clearly attracted to each other. Um, that doesn't happen mm-hmm. often. Yeah. That's true. 
very true. So first, um, just uh, this is probably leads itself uh, for, for it being a lifetime movie, but um, all of the secondary characters who are buying the services that these two characters are providing happen to be black. Yeah. And I think like that's good. It would, uh, you know, more representation all the way. So yay that. Um, as far as I could tell in my count, she only wore two coats. (laughs) <laughs> Which, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hannah, I totally didn't even, like, it's Christmas in July, so I'm not thinking about the coat. Yeah. Thank you for being the diligent. Co- the coat count was, uh, I only got to two, so I was like, oh, wow, oh, she's re-wearing her coat. <laughs> when does that happen? Um, and uh, my last new and noteworthy is, um, after this movie, I've decided that uh, we should all be painting on flannel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a thing that we should start doing. (laughs) And save your first one. Frame it in a shadow box. I love it. That's a different way to upcycle fat, like scraps of fabric. It's just paint on them, Mm -hmm. make them art, done. Yes. Christmas is in the bag. And have hot cocoa parties. Yeah. Yes. Hot hot cocoa hangouts. (laughs) Playdates. Lady. Yes. <laughs> so our next uh, our next segment before we get into kisses is um, <laughs> supporting shout out. Um, I I have I, I want to go first on this one just because there, I have two, but the but the big shout out I want to put is so personal to me, only because I remember thinking this the very first time I watched this movie. In the pageant, in like the Christmas play. There's a a girl in like the chorus or the group that's also part of their class. She doesn't have a name. She's not a big thing, but she's just some kid in the background that when the te- when they're doing the rehearsal, the teacher brings out the kids and they're like, "Okay, everybody, uh, you guys go upstage. Ruth and Mary come downstage." And there's this girl who is like on it. Like her lights are on. She's smiling at the <laughs> audience and she like gets into her place and she stands up tall and she's shining out and she's smiling and I was like that girl is me <laughs> when I was 7. So I wanted to give a supporting shout out to her real fast. <laughs> well done. Um but and then also to um Lex's husband. I, I feel his name is David, right? I think. I think um, so. Danny. Danny. Do some DNA. Yeah. Um so so I was gonna say, yes. way to go, way to go, Lex, getting the hot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're a very attractive couple. <laughs> they sure are. So is uh, Danny also your supporting shout out, Rachel? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say because they were great and uh, they they made sure to make the effort to get a you know really really good uh, su- you know supporting. Uh, couple because sometimes they'll like they'll get really good solid leads and then like yeah the rest of the cast won't be so good but they were great and also just the little girls are just so cute agree yes so adorable they are so Mm -hmm. um and you know and avery i loved avery I, I i feel like i also need to just shout out to leslie and warren for just being oh. Leslie Ann Warren, I think, at this point. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Completely. 
like you said, Rachel, she elevated the whole thing. So, I, mm-hmm. well done. All Kiss right. meter. Here it is. Um, I feel, Rachel, you should kick us off with this kiss meter. I mean, this ending kiss at the wedding is really good, I think. They have such chemistry, and it's all just been so sweet, and all the bells and and everything. I mean, maybe they, they lose it a little bit because they're sort of upstaging Avery's moment. Mm. But other than that, it's really great. On a scale of 1 to 10, where do you think it falls? I think like a solid 8. I'm feeling it. But you guys. So uh, I have very similar notes in that like it's a good kiss with the pull in and she cuts his words off being like, no, we're kissing right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't. And they forget where they are a little bit. Uh, And I think they only get docked points for, you know, getting more applause than the bride and groom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, So I gave it a nine. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the good one. Yeah. Um, I gave, I, I feel like I, maybe I was just feeling the magic of Christmas because I gave it a 9.6. And only because, okay, so hear me out for all the reasons you guys said about the being in public, applauding, like kind of upstaging Avery. Sure. But it was completely well-learned. I had been on this road with their like loving each other this whole time. And it's not necessarily that I could see that it was like a 10 kiss, but I could sense that what wasn't on the camera was probably a 10. Like, it was like they cut around all the good parts of the kisses. (laughs) Um, But it looked like they really wanted to be kissing each other, and that does not happen all the time. So I gave it Uh a high score for that. Yes, I agree. I don't know if anybody thought about that final, final kiss Christmas morning. Oh, I did not. My oh yeah my I just said eight point five nothing bad no notes no mm-hmm. notes <laughs> yeah that was really sweet and just like such a family moment and you see not only their kiss but then you see Lex and Danny's right. kiss and just Twinkle sitting there just so happy that her children are happy yeah and uh, that's yeah that's Christmas yeah. that's Christmas just, ever just, says the six year old yes yeah yes. Uh, the one thing about kissing that I do need to say though is at the wedding twinkle counts down to the wedding kiss and i hated that oh but she says the same thing as ruthie because they have to say three two one magic no not not for kissing no i'm not on board not on board i liked it So I, I think it's pretty clear, but let's start. Rachel, would you advise others to watch this, to seek this out? Uh, yes, I already have. <laughs> you, watch, and you, you guys watch it. I, I really do adore it. I think it is such a fun little movie. So, yeah. I think it's terrible. No. Um, I think it's lovely. And if you want to take cute lessons from Ruthie, go ahead. That's right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is just... It's super cute, and I feel like all the things that could be done poorly are not. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it it avoids some of the pitfalls that a lot of movies do fall into. 
it like manages to to work around them. So I think it's worth it's worth the time to to yeah. sit and watch. Whenever I'm talking about a bad wedding, and I always bring this up as a good example of like this is what to do. Yes. This is how to do it uh, because it nails it. Yeah, absolutely. There's one thing that I that came up to, in my brain that didn't strike me when I first watched this, and I think it has something to do with the pandemic, to be perfectly honest, like where I am in Headspace watching this movie, is I think this movie is so sweet in that this is a bunch of people that had to get put into an isolated situation that could have been really cold and scary and, like, boring um, being in the elementary school under, like, lockdown, basically. But they all chose to make it into a magical community experience. And there's something, like, really theatrical and really loving and Christmas magic and just like beautiful to me. So I don't, I didn't have that the first time I watched it, but I definitely did this time. So I think there's something special about that. So if you find yourself in a terrible situation, maybe think if there's a magical way that you could be perceiving it or turning it into (laughs) with Mm -hmm. Christmas. That's right. (laughs) Oh, well, it's been so nice having you on our show, Rachel. Yeah, so thank you so much. This has been a blast. Yeah, so let everybody know where they can find you and all of that fun yes. stuff. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And also, you can find me at the Hallmarkies Podcast, where we have lots of fun. We do interviews, we do recaps of the TV shows and the movies, and we and 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 we also do Heartland recaps. We just have a ton of fun. Uh, there's a group of eight of us that work on it together, and it's just great. We love it. You really it, do so. a great job over Check there. It out. So, good job. Thank you. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that fun stuff at One Kiss Means Forever, where one and four are numerals. Uh, and we this is going to come out before the premiere of the new Hallmark Christmas movie that they're airing in July. So cool. So we will be live Ooh. tweeting that, uh, which is always a fun time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you would like to uh, send us any Christmas e-cards, you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that is all spelled out as it is on our logo. Uh, and as always, we want to thank Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. You can find his stuff on uh, Spotify uh, and SoundCloud and Apple Music. Um, and we are so excited that it's Christmas in July and we get to talk about Christmas movies Yay! for the next few weeks. And it's Merry Christmas! Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> Catch up with Hallmarkies podcast and tweet with us and we'll see you Christmas time soon! Bye, everyone! Bye! Bye! Bye.